Join the BU movement. Go to BUMVMT.com to get your membership today. Are you ready to be you? Let's go. What is up, BU movement community? My name is Brooke Emery. I am our host, and I am so excited to have one of my favorite people in the world on with me live in our podcast. And if you are not a part of our membership program, make sure to join so you can join and ask questions, Q&A with one of my favorite people in the world. So I'm so excited to share the stage with the one and only Julie Elliam, who is my very own mental and life coach, also a motherly figure to me. Julie is one of the best sports psychologists and has worked with half of the top 10 professional golf earners of all time. She's also worked with men and women executives, athletes, and teams of other sports, including NBA, NFL, MLB, WNBA, and LPGA. So everyone who is listening right now, please put your phone down and please give a round of applause to Julie. I'm giving it myself. Julie, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so honored. Of course, Brooke, you, I could give that intro right back to you, which I might (laughs) watch out. Oh no. You know what I do when that happens. Yeah. I, 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 you are one of my truly favorite people and I'm honored to be in conversation with you. Mm, Thanks, Julie. As a dream come true to me. And I just so everyone knows this BU wouldn't have been a business or is what it is without Miss Julie right here. She saved my life. So I'm so grateful. And so let's get this party started so you guys can see how amazing she is. And this is also a reason I do what I do to be able to share my people who are in my corner who have been since my uh, darkest time when I hit rock bottom. She's seen me through it all. So first things first. FYI, (laughs) this jumps right in. You saved your life. I didn't save your life. You, which brings us right into why people choose to work on themselves because you needed to feel better. So you made an effort to feel better. So good for you for making that choice. Thank you, Julie. So why why else does someone choose to work on themselves besides thinking that they need to feel better? And what kind of prompts them into that or into therapy in the first place? I would say most people reach out to me over the years. First and foremost, they want to feel better. I know that's a general statement. Maybe their relationships are suffering. Maybe uh, they don't feel a lot of joy in what they do or hope. And people, the bottom line is people just feel something's off. I used to have a mentor say to me, if somebody is uncomfortable enough, then they'll make that first, Mm. they'll reach out. They'll make the first contact. Like, I'm so uncomfortable and uncomfortable means a lot could mean a lot of pain. 
It could mean just something doesn't feel right. You know, it's the gamut of emotions, but usually somebody just doesn't feel good enough, whatever enough is for them. So, and then, you know, maybe their lives aren't as full or joyful, uh, productive relationships aren't, so they want to make a change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of a little bit sad when people don't go to therapy just because they feel like they are okay, but I feel everyone, as you teach me, has something to has something to work on or something inside themselves that can always be better. So for those of you who are listening right now who are in even in a happy place in their mind, this is this is great for them too. Absolutely. And I've built a, a, a practice with mostly professional athletes, men and women. And back 20, 25 years ago, there was much more of a stigma about getting help. It was it represented that you were weak or not good enough. And it's come a long way The the last few years, mental health is so important in the athlete world, in the business world, in each of us, we there's much more accessibility to health, mental health care. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's way less of a stigma and much more of how, how can I get the support to be more joyful or perform better or create the job I want or the relationship I want. So it's a, it's a tool. Mental health care is a tool and it's way more accessible to way more people, which is great. We still have far to go, but it's way, way more accessible now. That's so great. So I actually have two questions from that statement. The first one being when I was struggling, as you know, from the beginning, thankfully, I was able to connect with you, but at first I didn't know where to turn and it took so long and would have taken so long to get in to see someone. And I feel that that is a huge, huge error in the system. And along with that is extremely expensive. So how do you feel someone who let's say doesn't have health insurance or isn't protected by that, or maybe not in a financial standpoint in order to get to that help? How do you suggest that they find the help that they need? So I would say there's a lot more, uh, as I said, access, and it starts with you, you, you in the audience, you reaching out. There's hotlines, there's free counseling clinics in most cities. There's many hotlines. You can just, we could even put a number up, Brooke, if you need help. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're in schools, schools have counselors. Mm -hmm. Um, You just have to go and first of all, it starts with you and making the effort and knowing you want some help. So the, the first thing is a decision for yourself. And then there's, there's just these days, a lot more ability to find someone to help you. And you can get free 
health care. You can get free counseling these days. You just have to be a little bit of a sleuth. Um, so yeah, start with the decision though. Awesome. And uh, for those of you who are a part of our membership program, we offer that as well. We offer group coaching and therapy. And also when Julie, if you want, comes back, you'll be able to ask some Q&A with her. So community, I feel, is the biggest part of growth as well and of support. So that is our goal at BU is to build that community because, as you say, you are who you surround yourself with. So I think that's true. This also is a true. huge part of it. Yes. I, I learned from you. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Somebody's listening. <laughs> So my next question along with that is you say you work with a lot of athletes. So how did you get into sports psychology? So I'm not going to say how old I am, but many, many years ago, I was studying counseling and a professional golfer actually flew. It was a recommendation through a high school friend. He flew with him and his wife, came to see me for some marriage counseling, some support. He was on the road a lot. She was actually a professional herself. And they were struggling how to balance their lives, communication, taking care of the children. So they came to see me, um, I think about six months. And then I didn't know much about golf, but he invited me back to his a golf tournament he was in no way. practice rounds. Uh, LPGA players, PGA tour players do practice rounds before the actual tournament. And I walked with him Tuesday, Wednesday, and we discussed his, how he was thinking about it. And sure enough, he won that week. No which, way. Which is a big deal in the PGA Huge. world. Whether it was connected to our work, we'll never know, but he won that week. So a light bulb went off in him and in myself. Well, this is a great way to use my counseling degree, doing helping people with their dreams and, and oh. uh, working on their specific thought process and what they hold in their mind and visualization and all the things that actually have meant something to me my whole life. So he ended up hiring me for a year on a retainer. And I said, well, this is what I'd love to do. So oh. that's how it all started. And here we are almost, I think it's 23 years later. Wow. So yeah. were you always interested in sports and did you grow up doing sports? I was not, I was kind of, kind of an athlete. I more did dance and kind of group sports. I went to a really great high school in San Francisco. So I was I wouldn't say I was one of these people who was super competitive, but sports meant a lot more socially. So not really, but now I'm, I'm usually watching my athletes who I work with or I follow a lot of different sports now. I find it really interesting as an avenue of spiritual and mental growth. I, I find it really fascinating how people uh, love their sport and perform in their sport. Yeah, and I think, I mean, every everyone has their own 
challenges that they struggle with. But I think sports definitely puts it on a whole new level because you're you're put in front of the public and what you do is 100% mental, no matter your skill level or your talent. I mean, I even know that with dance, it's if I'm not in the right headspace and I go to perform, I'm, I'm done for. Yep. So I think that that's a really, really also special and challenging industry to get into. And you've been so successful, which also showcases how amazing you are. Oh, thanks, Brooke. <laughs> so another point I wanted to mention where you said that there used to be a stigma, and I still feel there is a little bit around getting therapy. It means that you're weak or it means that, you know, that you need you need the help, which people are like, I don't need help. So why do you think that started and how can you prove that that's actually not the truth? Hmm. Well, I think you're right. It still exists. I think it's getting better. Uh, I love how if somebody is in the public and they have a platform to, to reach a lot of people, a lot more people are speaking about it. So mm-hmm. last night I was in a flight home and I watched the selena selena gomez movie and is that her name so yeah yeah i think so and she just talks all about her mental health and her struggles and Uh more and more athletes are talking about it uh people in the government are talking it's just much more in the vernacular of our communities and i think that's great I think the word gets out more and more and, you know, in, in elementary schools and the school programs, we are teaching things like mental health and how to take care of Mm -hmm. yourself. So it's spreading and that's fantastic. That's, it starts from the bottom up and even how you raise your children, how you talk about your feelings and to your children, it starts at home. You know, I saw a bumper sticker this morning, peace begins at home. Sure enough, it does begin Mm. at home. And how we teach our children how to take care of themselves and talk about how they feel. And that's where it starts. So So what are some of the benefits of psychology besides, you know, feeling the best for now that the that the stigma is going away or that the knowledge of therapy is spreading. What are, what are the benefits and the major benefits that people are sharing? I, I think that, you know, it's such a big question, but I think basically feeling more yourself, oneself, feeling less lonely, more connected to other people, having honest, thoughtful relationships. So I think it benefits many areas of our lives. And, um, you know, we started this conversation just how to feel better. And I think that, I think the last few years have been so stressful, pandemic, uh, everything. I, I realized I was talking to Uh, some friends about my own kids and my own kids have seen 9-11. We live in Maryland. They lived through the sniper. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all remember the sniper. Somebody was just killing people off the streets. 
Um, what else? Uh, the pandemic for sure. A after the 9-11, the anthrax, people were mailing anthrax. So not to mention just normal life and growth. So I just think the stressors are bigger and we need tools to deal with what comes our way. And, you know, I think it's really important to, to figure out how you can live your healthiest, most joyful life. And sometimes we need tools and psychology gives us counseling, therapy, mental coaching is all about the tools. And if you have a bigger toolbox, you can handle anything that comes your way. I'm literally getting emotional right now, just thinking of all the support. And you're like, okay, you're like, oh no, here she goes. I wish I could hand you a tissue, Brooke. <laughs> just use your sleeve. <laughs> you've, you've seen me cry many times and I've been there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen time. you cry many just, times. Just, just Nothing wrong with her. crying. I was crying earlier. Nothing so wrong. That's just what you tell me. First yeah, in and then out. <laughs> so yeah. what does it mean to be you? And you are one of the people who inspired me to call the movement Be You Movement. Well, I think being you is individual. I know that I'm still working on being me. You know, I'm I'm still what does being me mean? And, you know, I think for me, it's learning to listen to what's true for me and then having the courage to do something about it. So that sounds kind of obscure, but it starts with being honest with, with oneself. And then, you know, I one thing that I like to say to people, it's uh, the metaphor when you're on the airplane, it, they say, Put the oxygen mask on yourself first mm -hmm. so that you can help the person next to you. Mm -hmm. So the fact is we have to help ourselves first so that we can love our friends and our family. And so it starts with being honest with oneself and then doing whatever you can to live the most authentic, honest life. And, and then therefore spreading the love, helping each other helping each other be them their best selves, ha having, uh, you know, your best girlfriend, best guy friend, how do you help them be, be them and support them and being their best self? So less judgment, more love. Yes. Uh, say that again. Let, I hope I can. Less <laughs> judgment, more love. There we go go yep. and that's one of the, yeah and that's one of the reasons I started BU is and I found my purpose to help others through the process of becoming the best version of me and as you always remind me I mean I help people for a living which I'm so grateful for but I can only help them as much as I help myself that's so right being that's the right. best version of you together we do it together <laughs> and and I want to remind you that every once in a while I might say to you do this or do that but usually I'm trying to help you find your own inner wisdom mm -hmm. and I like to say I'm holding up a mirror 
Mm-hmm. I'm not usually, if you've noticed, I don't usually say to you, I want you to do this or that. I'm wanting you to figure out what you want to do for you. Yeah. So you, we all have inner wisdom and you know that sometimes we call it that gut feeling. Some people get like goosebumps when they feel the truth for themselves. Mm-hmm. So we all have kind of this inner compass. And then, as I said earlier, then once we can hear our inner voice, then it takes courage to listen. And usually, not always, usually if we're taking the best care of ourselves, it's best for those around us. That's not why we want to do it. But if we're less judgment, more love, less judgment towards ourselves, more love towards ourselves then we can give it to others. So the first things first you, you always say is awareness. Yep. And then from there is going inward. Yep. And then, and then listening to your knowing. Listening to your knowing. And then is there an action step or a conversation to have? Um, You know, and it just occurred to me, we're chatting about this, but I also want to make a point that if you're, whoever's listening out there, if you're really hurting, Mm -hmm. you need to get help. There's hurting and then there's hurting and then there's hurting. So, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure you reach out if you need some support. As we said earlier, there's a bunch of options and Mm -hmm. But what we're really talking about here is uh, a way to live your most authentic, honest life with yourself so that you can spread that around. So, Right. And and being the best version of yourself is always inward. And I'm going to keep preaching like you preach to me is going inward because usually that is or it is the most challenging thing to do. Some people are afraid to really tap in and that's where you hit what is actually stemming from and all of the emotions are coming from is inward and inward. Like you said, talking to my little girl. Yep, for sure. So that little girl is in there. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> going inward is how is yeah. where it all started. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, what is what is your process like when you're starting with a new client? Uh, I like to just listen. I have questions like you're asking me. Uh, our first session might be a little longer, hour, maybe even two hours, and I just. I mean, officially, it's called an intake, but usually I'm just asking some questions, trying to get to know somebody. So uh, just really the skill set is listening. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know how a lot of us ask questions, but so we might ask a question to somebody, but we're already thinking of their answer or our next question. Listening Listening it's, it's, is its own skill set and really, really important. So if we're in some kind of argument with somebody or there's tension, maybe take a step back and just 
try to listen mm-hmm. and really listen, like listen to the person who's talking to you and maybe you'll hear something a little differently. And that's a, that's a good tool slash practice is just listening. Are there any others that you can share? Uh, tools, you mean tools for? Tools or practices for anyone uh, who wants to go on their first step of becoming them, their best fellows or, or feel better, like you mentioned. So we're talking about listening. So listening outwardly, but also listening to yourself. Mm-hmm. One tool is journaling. Mm-hmm. You can, and I call it free form writing. So just not like anybody's going to read it. You don't even need punctuation or right up and out, just up and out, just <laughs> writing, writing, writing. You can even dictate to yourself, just helps bring some clarity of thought. And I love some form of meditation that can mean a bunch of things to a bunch of people. But what I really mean is learning how to quiet our thinking and our minds and just some deep breathing is really good. Uh, 30, I call it 30 minutes of getting hot and sweaty exercise. So just moving your body for 30 minutes is a really good uh, clearing tool to quiet your mind. And it's obviously good for your body. Uh, but you know, all this rage about exercise to me, from a mental health perspective, it's also really a great tool to quiet your thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah. Movement is so much more. My top five. I think that was five. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I mean, then that's what, that's what you tell me is you said, give yourselves Give yourself 30 minutes a day to do something just for you, no matter how busy you are. And you, you tell me to pick my top five and choose one on the list. And along with movement, like you said, is a lot of the time, especially now, people look at movement as body image or I need to look a certain way or I'm working out to burn those calories. But it's so much more than that. You're so much more than your body. And I find that, like you said, there's, there's so much talk around that, that my goal is to help others find a bigger benefit and a bigger why to movement, which is, which is my, in my form, my best self healer is movement. That's great. And I just thought of saying, when you were saying that, when I was listing all the hardships young people have gone through. Mm-hmm. I, we can look at social media as a positive, but it's also a negative. You know, Absolutely. those are little moments in somebody's life that everything, not all of them, all the posts, but they look perfect. Right. Yeah. And then we compare ourselves and there's a lot of comparing going on. And I think social media is a I can see why it's wonderful, but it can be a stressor. So watch your social media intake. 100%. And that's what I, I mean, I had to take myself off of social media when I was making the transition from dance into fashion. Then again, when I was in fashion to fitness and when I got back into fitness, it was all about images, all about body. And it just took me down a downward spiral. So it's, 
like you said, people put things out there that are filtered or that aren't truly authentic. And my goal is to help others and also share that everything I'm doing is completely authentic. You know, it's the best That's is just to be you. That's a great goal mm -hmm. for sure. And, you know, there's the social media brings up like how much comparing we do with each other, how much judging we do with yeah. each other. One of the things I like to say is observe, don't judge. So yes. judging has a little bit of a negative spin. So, you know, you meet somebody, you know, we've all done this. We meet somebody and you see their eyes go like down and up, like yeah. they're looking at you, uh. right? You know, and we all, we do it too. So just watch your own way you put negativity out there and let's all just try to put a little less ne negativity and a little more love and less judgment. So observe, don't judge ourselves, others. We're all, we're all doing the best we can, hopefully. And, you know, anybody you meet out there, anyone you talk to, you don't know what's happening in their lives and they could be having their worst day ever. So mm -hmm. more love, less judgment. Beautiful. Well, I want to end on one more question, which is probably the biggest question of them all, which is a big question, but okay. what is I'm your biggest, down. you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> what is your biggest piece of advice for someone who is struggling right now? So there's a continuum of what struggling is. As I said a couple times, if you're concerned of hurting yourself or somebody else, mm -hmm. call a hotline because that's one end of the continuum. Get help. There's a lot of help. There is. Get help. Uh, the next thing, if we're not talking about such an acute issue some of the tools we talked about talk to somebody journal meditate work out call a friend uh get out in nature uh, what else brooke i'm gonna ask you what else can we do as you tell me read reading is a huge part of getting inspiration listening to podcasts that's being right. a part of the community. That's right. And just surrounding yourself with positive energy and then finding your happy place, which a lot of people, you know, take some time to find it. But for me, it's being out in the water, in the ocean, and in sun. Right. So, so I would you know, as you listen, all you are listening to this, maybe that's the homework. Like, think about what brings you joy. And Try to do a little bit of that today. It, you know, you you might live in you know Iceland and say I can't get in the water right now, but there's ways. There's always a way to get a little self care in. Always a way. Mm -hmm. So I have two takeaways. One is reach out and get the help you need. Talk to someone, and then two, do something every day. A little bit of something. That makes you happy. Love it. 
Love um, it. Thank you so much, Julie. Is there anything you want to add? Be you, everyone. <laughs> Be you. Well, Julie. You. Hey, Julie, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. It's an honor. I'm so grateful and I'm so, so thankful for all of your help that you've continue to help me and others and inspire others. And what you're doing is, is so needed and so beautiful. So thank you so much for joining. Thanks, Brooke. Loved every second of it. <laughs> thank you. And for everyone who's watching, thank you for being a part of our community. Make sure to join our movement at B-U-N-B-M-T on Instagram and head to our website, B-U-N-B-M-T.com. Get your memberships. You can join us live and stay for the Q&A after. Thank you. Thank you again, Julie. And I'll see you all. Yay. And I'll see you all on